Boy, hello everyone. We are back once again for another episode of the Young Foolish Podcast. And uh, I guess we're starting off this week <laughs> laughing for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, we're having a good time already and I hope you guys will as, uh, as well. Uh, this week we're going to talk about something that perhaps not everyone thinks too often about, but I think it's something that is very important to keep in mind. And it's something that I think a lot of people will find very beneficial even in their personal lives. And um, the topic is seeing people as individuals. And I don't know how much the two of you have thought about this, uh, but for me, I've definitely thought about it a lot, especially in um, several periods. I, I don't always just think about this, right? But there, there have been times where I have actually put quite a bit of thought into this topic. Um, and I guess... To start off, I kind of want to ask, do you guys feel like it's a it's a common thing that people do or do you feel like it's kind of lacking? I do feel like people actually are seeing others as individuals or do they kind of group people together or kind of just assume certain things based off of just kind of what, what they know about them? You know, yeah, I think it depends on the context and on the person, you know, because I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people, some of the crazier people out there, they'll group you in with whatever group that you live yourself as, right? So, like, they'll say, like, oh, this person, I'm trying to think of a non controversial example, just an imaginary, oh, that dude's got yellow hair, bro, I fucking hate people with yellow hair, bro. Those fucking guys, man, those slackers with yellow hair, bro. Wait, those blonde people, <laughs> shit. Uh, damn. I wasn't thinking that one. <laughs> I was thinking, what the real this, unnatural this hair guy actually, actually forget that blonde people exist. I was thinking, I was thinking like Naruto or something. I'm like, that's not a natural yellow, bro. That's not a natural yellow, bro. Come on. I was thinking like somebody died there. Yeah, like a neon yellow. That's what I was thinking in my head. No offense, blonde people out there, you know. So it's just like an example, you know. Some people might be really close-minded, you know, uh, and just you know. Mm -hmm kind of group even when they're interacting with somebody with yellow hair they'll be like right again not blonde people we love blonde people out here but people with yellow hair different um but then you know other people have no problem they'll just i don't know they don't even seem to process that they seem to kind of like have each interaction with every person it's kind of like completely fresh and let the mm -hmm. person kind of speak for themselves a little bit right i feel like most yeah. people are somewhere in between that where like upon first meeting somebody, right? You go off of like their first impressions mm -hmm. and that can influence what you think of a person, right? Because you see like, okay, they're dressed this way. So yeah. you start grouping them with that kind of subculture, right? You're like, okay, they're dressed kind of like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, they're dressed in a suit or whatever. They must be like some the real serious guy or whatever. Something along those lines. I think it's very natural. Mm -hmm. And from an evolutionary perspective, yeah. it's, you know, it's a beneficial thing to do, you know, because if you have to start yeah. fresh, no information from anybody. Every time you meet somebody, you know, you can end up in a lot of bad situations. Um, but, you know, you start discriminating a little bit and all of a sudden it's a little bit safer from an evolutionary perspective. But you also kind of um, in the 21st century, it's kind of a trap, though, because you don't really need that too much. Most people nowadays, yeah, um, you'd be better off just treating them as a fresh individual. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I definitely get that sense that a lot of people are more in the middle, right? And I feel like 
for a lot of those people that who are in the middle, they're really not thinking about it very actively and they're not really keeping that idea of just seeing people as individual kind of in their mind yeah. when they're meeting people, when they're interacting with people. And I think we could see it in even little things like, um, you know, um, maybe you show up to play badminton with some people and, oh, they're all Asians. They must be good at this. We show up to a park to play some hoops Right. You get someone tall or you get someone who's like black or whatever. And it's like, oh, stereotype comes in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're tall. You got to be good. Uh, you're black. You got to be good. All, all, the, all the pro players are black, man. Come on. <laughs> it's like you, you just get these little things here and there. Right. And even with little things like seeing people with glass. Oh, that guy's uh, really smart. Well, maybe he's a nerd or just little things. That's like a lot of times really aren't true. Like statistically, there might be some that, okay, it is definitely mm-hmm. more, but like when you're just going about your day, your day to day life, it's just things are more nuanced. And a lot of the times it's just not going to be true. So I feel like a lot of time mm-hmm. it's not beneficial yeah, now to, uh, to just have those kind of assumptions. Right. So like nowadays, like you're saying, like it's more like a trap almost to get those mm-hmm. ideas in your head. Uh, before yeah i feel like everyone would have a better time if people didn't do that on a day-to-day basis for the mm -hmm. most part right um yeah yeah i was just thinking like you know back in the day you see some like i mean like way back in the day you see some like real scruffy dude you know seems kind Mm -hmm. of aggressive you know you're like okay you know what i am not even gonna talk to him right i'm not even gonna talk to him um Mm -hmm. nowadays if you see somebody scruffy in the street probably still not gonna talk to him but but it's a lot easier to treat them as individuals nowadays, you know. I don't know. Um, it's kind of like uh, we like putting labels on things, you know what I mean? It's like we put labels on ourselves as yeah. well, right? And a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. some people are very individual. They put labels on themselves, you know, like, yes, I'm uh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. But that doesn't define me. Other people, that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, I am mm-hmm. a gymnast. That's what I am, right? Or I am, a, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, a researcher. I am a scientist. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, a lot of people like to group other people into those labels. Like they like to, when they think about somebody, they, they usually think of like something, they, they think of George, right? They might think of like, okay, he's doing that crazy stuff in university with like his experiments or whatever. Um, and then that's a very specific example. That's not really grouping you in with any group at all or generalizing, I guess. But um, it's kind of that same sort of idea, but you know. But you are putting a label exactly. on it. You are basing off of that label, assuming things without really understanding the yeah. person or getting to know what they're actually about. Right? <laughs> and I think uh, with that, right, they're just a lot of times it's, it depends, I guess, on the, on yeah. the context and the situation. Like some are fairly but innocent. Overall, yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. some are fairly overall, innocent. Overall, I would say there a lot of times are probably. Mm-hmm just not beneficial even if they are like innocent yeah like a lot of time it doesn't really do you any favors yeah it doesn't right do you too much good yeah mm-hmm. yeah like i mean we were talking earlier yeah. about like for example race or whatever like i feel like that's one of the best examples of where it's just mm-hmm. not a good metric at all right because judging yeah. somebody off of their skin and then letting that influence how you interact with them i feel like uh man we went over it in my philosophy course way back when um but to me that's kind of like it's kind of like an indignity to the person, you know what I mean? It's kind of violating something really basic about their human or something really basic about their humanity. I don't know. Not giving them a fair shot to like express yep. themselves. 
when we're talking about things like that. Mm-hmm. Other things is a little yeah. different, you know, if you're, if you're judging somebody based off of their profession a little bit, you know, if you're kind of grouping them in and not seeing them as an individual completely because of that, that's a little different because we're talking about like personal mm-hmm. choice, like, okay, you chose to be in this profession or whatever. So like you might be judging, I don't know, Blackwater mercenary or something for doing some horrible war crimes in Iran or something. Right. I feel like that's a little different, but, um, yeah, for the most part, I agree. Um, some innocent ones I think are unavoidable, unavoidable. I think it's very baked into like our human nature and our biology, but I think people need to be more conscious about when they're not treating people as individuals, when they really could afford to just go the extra length and just make the effort to disregard the, uh, extraneous kind of influences. Yeah. I, uh, honestly, like, I just think humans are more you know because i feel like a lot of people tend to you know when you don't know something you tend to analyze Mm -hmm. that and then you kind of like that's where the labels come in Mm -hmm. so if you don't really know a person and if it's a stranger you kind of tend to think you know even though it's subconscious you might be like oh like you know like that guy looks dangerous or Mm -hmm. you know like that guy looks um you know like a little bit rough or like that guy looks nice or Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah like i just think like humans are kind of like they tend to label things that are unknown um to them and it's it's the brain's way Mm -hmm. of saying like oh like i gotta figure out what's what's not there right yeah so i don't think people purposely go Mm -hmm. out of their ways to like judge them or at least i hope they don't um Mm -hmm. like i feel well some people do but like i you know like some people are just quick to judge or you know um you know they take in whatever information they have and they uh they they i guess they find you know whatever um whatever suits their beliefs or you know like mm-hmm. you know so like you know like okay so i feel like a good example is you know in um during the pandemic right when covid first started um you know, uh, like walking down the street, like there's there's that stereotype where like, oh, like came from China. So like Asian people, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like they might have COVID or, you know, like they're the more um, prone to it or, you know, mm-hmm. and like walking down the street, like sometimes I notice people like really go out of their way to like go around me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, like how uh, usually it's like, you know, like you walk past them, that's that, right? On the sidewalk, yeah, yeah. bro, some people go on the road you know, like where where these cars and then like they go back like after I pass them, you know, and it's like it's like I haven't really seen that ever happen until COVID really started. So it was something that's like, oh okay. Like I understand where the person's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um and they might not be doing it on purpose, right? It could be like subconscious, like, oh like, you know, like God be safe, you know, whatever. Um but yeah, like like I just think people tend to mm-hmm. tend to assume a lot of things and you know have a little bit of judgment when they first you know uh, meet the unknown you know like a stranger mm-hmm. wh- whoever right so um, yeah like I just think people have tendencies to do that um, 
it's normal mm-hmm. but at the mm-hmm. same time like it is it is important to to see people as individuals right so like whenever you meet someone new like you don't automatically assume whatever whatever you let the person do the talk and you let the person kind of express like who they are as a person rather than mm-hmm. instantly like having like checklists of like oh this person must be this so you know like you, you're yeah. waiting for mm-hmm. that um yeah like i i don't know i i just think especially now like i feel like uh people's identities are you know a lot more um you know like i, I guess diverse nuanced a lot of, i don't know no yeah like like sought after i think mm. uh so like a lot of people tend to identify themselves you know as like all these different things now and like i guess self-identity has been you know mm-hmm. a big topic lately and I think that's been really promoting, you know, um, individualism. So that's my kind of thought on it. Yeah, um, I agree. Well, yeah. I agree. Like, I like that you kind of brought up that's almost like kind of natural, you know, it's just very, it's just the tendency most people have, you know, like you kind of pick it up as a kid. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if you look at animals, mm-hmm. they'll do similar things, right? You know, like if you meet a dog for the first time, they'll kind of like sniff you out first. And then depending on what you do, that's how they get to know you, right? So if you give them the treat, then they'll be like, he's good. Obviously, the dog can't talk to you and have a conversation with you, so that's a little different. But what I'm trying to get at is Mm -hmm. like, it's very natural, but I think the difficulty here is that you have to make a conscious effort to avoid that uh, impacting your interactions with that other person so that you can treat them as an individual, right? Because it's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with having those kind of like tendencies. I'm, I don't think they're good either. I just think that it's just something natural that you can't really help to an extent. Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, how you let those kind of like first impressions, those kind of subconscious kind of like, okay, this makes me think this about the person, even though that's not necessarily the, the individual speaking for itself, right? I feel like being conscious mm-hmm. about that and not letting it affect your interaction with that person is the important thing here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think those are some very good points. And I just want to go back to the thing you were mentioning earlier about kind of in a situation when we're talking about like someone, someone's profession or whatnot. Like, yeah, like I agree with you. Like it is more of a choice that they make, mm-hmm. right? But just based on the choices people make and the actions and their actions, you don't, yeah, you don't know the really understand where they're yeah. coming from because yeah, you don't know their intentions, like why they chose to mm-hmm, do that. 100%. You don't really uh, get to see the context and like the environment that they kind of came from that perhaps had huge influence on why they made yeah. that decision. And also uh, within each profession, there's obviously more nuance in terms of the their you know day to day lives and mm-hmm. their job description, and they're just. Like, you know, you heard one word, you could have an idea, but you don't yeah. really know what they actually do. You certainly don't know why they chose to do that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, who they are as a person, it could be, you know, very different from that initial mm-hmm. idea you have just from, you know, hearing that word, whatever that label may be. Uh, over here, we're talking about the professions, right? Mm-hmm. But also, like uh, Raymond was saying, nowadays, a lot of people like to put uh, labels on themselves. And also, like you were saying, like to put labels on uh, other people as well. And I think uh, one of the dangerous thing with that is a lot of time when people put labels on themselves, it's like, 
are they really that or are they using that as an excuse? Mm. It's almost like they're buying into it. Like they're yeah. becoming what they think mm. of that label, right? It gives them it's kind like, of comfort, you are know, you... to call themselves part of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kind of, it's almost like a loss of the individual yeah. to an extent when you take it to the extreme. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, is it actually promoting individualism or is it actually taking away from it because they're almost saying, okay, yeah, that I identify with that. Then they just kind of blindly and unintentionally mm-hmm. follow what they kind of subconsciously think of that label as opposed to in each uh, situation, in each decision, kind of ask themselves, okay, what do I actually want over here? Mm-hmm. And sometimes what they actually want, what they actually want to decide to do and just how they feel about it might be different than what they kind of think about the label they put up put on themselves say okay i'm this i would never do that but or more nuanced than that you know in in many situations you might actually want to do that Mm -hmm. so they kind of just buy into labels too much and they just kind of autopilot Mm -hmm. on that almost rather than actually see um and ask what they want right and i think by seeing other people as individuals and have that in your mind and see as important thing, you really also see yourself as individual more because you're in that state of mind, mm. right? And I think that is also a, a very important thing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, I um, yeah, like uh, what you mentioned about you know people putting themselves like labels on themselves and. Um, it's almost like confining themselves into like a certain, you know, group. And I feel like humans, you know, like people, they generally really like to, they feel like they want to belong to a group, yeah. right? So, so I guess yeah. that's tribalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where that really comes in. Um, uh, man, I had another point, but I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> it happens when it happens. Yeah. And then, okay, yeah, like what you were saying, um, once they once they kind of like identify themselves as part of that group, you know, feeling like they want to belong in that group, they kind of start acting a certain way in which, you know, leads themselves and kind of like manipulates themselves to believe um, Mm -hmm. that it's true, right? So like, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I'm, you know, like, oh, like I'm this, you know, or like I'm that, you know, like I'm part of this group, you know, so I got to like make sure I follow that um every rule and stuff like that and then that's where you kind of get like you know the really like extreme parts of like you know um people who really take in like who really make uh whatever group whatever label their own identity Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. example being you know no hate on vegans but like (laughs) you know like some vegans go like really far yeah you know like I've seen some vegans like, you know, lash out at other vegans for not following what they do or having everything vegan. And you know, it's the like, vegan teacher, yeah, like, the vegan teacher, classic, classic. Yeah, it's like, it's like gatekeeping almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like now that I'm a part of this group and like, you know, like I feel, I feel like I have the right to, to determine who is and who isn't in this group. Um, no, and that becomes their identity, right? They're like, okay, you know, like I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. So I must do this, do this, do this. And that kind of like, that that kind of destroys their own self-identity, um, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the years. And you could see that in a lot of, you know, a lot of people who call themselves a certain type of group, you know. 
um but but yeah no like that's that's a good point like uh i could yeah and then like also you were saying how like seeing other people as individuals can can really help and benefit that person into becoming um an individual and seeing themselves as an individual mm-hmm. um i think that's a really good point as well because you know like even though like it's a little bit of like a social thing like where you're like okay well like if that person you know like if that person's if, if i find that person to be their own person you know they do their own type of things you know like they have their own habits and stuff like that you know they built that upon like you know like years and years of like you know just personality and you know like habits i don't know activities whatever you know like style and stuff you you kind of like you kind of take that in and you're like well like what what's my style right like what mm-hmm. what do i do you know like what mm-hmm. are my hobbies you know and then you kind of like you it kind of gives you more insight on who you are as a person it gets you thinking about like, it, you, you know, know definitely yeah. yeah 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 and thinking about it is such a huge part yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. if you, I don't, I don't know, like the way yeah. I see it is like when you're putting labels on things, right? Kind of like the reason why we put labels on things, kind of like simplify things, you know? Because if you don't okay, put those labels yeah. on things, you know, it's very, very tricky. Like if I don't put a label on, let's say on George, right? I don't label him as, if I don't have any labels on him, right? Nothing at all, right? Then how, how well do I really know George? You know what I mean? I don't know. You guys kind of get what I'm trying to get at a little bit? Like the, the labels kind of help simplify yeah. things to an extent yeah. to an extent yeah. yeah simplify and just trying to describe in an easier and mm-hmm. simplified way right yeah yeah i think i think the labels kind of like branch out mm-hmm. you know like towards other things rather than like having mm-hmm. that label stick and like that's it right yeah no so like if you like yeah like like you said if someone's like a researcher right like that kind of branches out it's like what do they research why do they research mm-hmm. you know like you know all these type of things um and then like that kind of like allows you to find more about the person than originally mm-hmm. you know like where you wouldn't really ask those type of questions um if they hadn't labeled themselves as that right or they haven't you know like they didn't i guess like tell you that or you know yeah so like i feel like labeling helps um you know like on the surface level and then you know like you that's know, definitely like something you can do like, i don't know if that's 100 percent what i was getting at uh, that's definitely something you could do and i feel like it's a very natural thing to do you know just mm-hmm. asking people about like you know yeah. the stuff that they're involved in or whatever yeah, based right? on like whatever yeah. yeah yeah i was most trying to get it as like um to really know an individual kind of i don't know there's only so so well you can know somebody you know so to an extent you kind of have to fill in the gaps with those okay. big kind of like lucky chains and like for example uh, the george example is a little weird because i'm very close friends yeah. with you right so i treat you as an individual right i don't when yeah. i when i put labels on you i don't you you aren't those labels to me you just happen to have those labels with you you know what i mean and it helps simplify things but you do that with yeah. everybody else and other people you might not know them as well so that's the full mm-hmm. extent of your interactions with them but with just those labels alone you can't yeah. really treat them fairly as an individual you know and we do that exactly. and the same yeah, reason why well, we put very, the very labels on ourselves to an extent, I think. It just makes it easier easier for us to kind of like wrap our heads around ourselves, you know, because not wrap our own heads around ourselves, more like what we're talking. It's kind of like a comfort thing. You, you want to be in a group. It's just a very natural thing to do. Humans are just social animals. So uh, knowing what labels you put on yourself, it kind of yeah. helps you build your own identity to an extent. Like we mentioned earlier, some people kind of get lost in the sauce and they go too deep but um 
Yeah. yeah. I feel like to an extent it's yeah. perfectly natural. Because at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but once you actually get to like that point where you're where you're really buying into it and falling into that trap, mm-hmm. you kind of uh, get into this kind of collective identity kind of thing, and yeah. just kind of losing yourself and just being tied very closely to that collective identity, and then you kind of develop uh, what Rayma is talking about—the gatekeeping, the cult-like mm-hmm. uh, behaviors that people kind of go into—and then that's when you really see where um, certain aspects of the human desire to be along and the social animal aspect of us that's kind of like going into basically a very, very um, strict tribalistic kind of um, kind of yeah. small groups like that, right? So, so like, I just think very, like a lot of these things could just be avoided when you're kind of seeing other people as individuals mm-hmm. and seeing yourself as individuals and um, just not kind of diving so deep into that right away and so unintentionally or blindly or mindlessly yeah. and you're just kind of being very intentional about um, every single kind of decision idea you kind of make and be okay, what do I actually want? You know, how do I think about this? How do I feel about this? And, and in that sense, you could really just avoid those traps and those kind of, um, those kind of going into that to that extent, like you're saying, Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you have anything, um, to kind of, um, more to talk about this because there's other thing I want to, I want to get into. I feel like if I keep talking about it, we're just going to end up with, uh, me talking in circles again. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay yeah you feel the same right yeah <laughs> so, like, i'm always trying to find new ways no, to articulate it but it always comes back but to the same thing bro mm-hmm. it always comes back to the same thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it happens man tragic <laughs> uh yeah um yeah the other thing i want to get into about seeing people as individuals is not so much with like stereotypes or um, just seeing people as character tropes or statistics or whatnot, right? But as seeing people, like seeing people and interacting people that you don't really know, but you know a little bit. And a lot of times you kind of have these um, these assumptions made about them um, beforehand, just based on like the people that they know they're friends with mm-hmm. maybe like uh what their parents do um you know if you if you kind of know their parents like how they think or uh just smaller things like that based on like their environment on um, the people around them and things like that you know as opposed to what we we're talking about earlier when we're kind of basing it off of um just kind of these labels uh, whether that's, you know, the different stereotypes, whether that is like whatever statistics mm-hmm. and um, all that kind of thing. So I just feel like in day-to-day lives, what I'm talking about here is actually more prevalent just because uh, a lot of time when we meet people, we do kind of have, especially now with social media and whatnot, um, you definitely kind of like, yeah, I know that person exists, I, you know, I, I know a tiny bit about them, right? Then you kind of fill in a lot of gaps about them beforehand when you're meeting them just based off of like 
the their environment and the people um the mutual kind of connections you guys have and just kind of basing off of that mm-hmm. yeah like do you do you think that is true and do you think yeah like, i definitely think that's true, how does that sure. differ you know um for sure but i mean to me i feel like that distinction in between like the labels we were talking about earlier and this for me that's a little bit murky you know what i mean i don't think that's i don't think there's a single defining character that kind of or a single defining characteristic that can separate the two i think other than maybe to okay. the extent that maybe the labels we were talking about before were almost exclusively tied to the individual where whereas now we're talking about things that are a little bit more extraneous like the people that surround themselves with um all that thing yeah to me i feel like that would be just another label but just kind of like a more personalized label because it's very subjective you know that's not a label somebody else would put on that person if they saw them from like a different perspective right because they don't know maybe the mutual friends that i know Mm -hmm. they may not know them that way or they may not know everything about that person so the ones we were talking about before they were pretty universal like yeah you can see somebody when you look at them like okay they're wearing athletic gear okay they're wearing i don't know they're on a wheelchair I, i don't know why we would I mean, I guess you kind of label them a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, you know what? That's yeah. actually good. That's actually good. No, no, no. That's a good example. That that's person's exactly. disabled. <laughs> I don't know, man. But no, but I feel like that's a good example. A lot of people, a lot of people treat disabled individuals as any lesser than them, right? Just because they're less physically capable, right? So come to think of it, that's not mm, what I was going for. Actually, that's not yeah. what I was going for, but it works mm. out pretty well. But it's a good example. It's a good example. Yeah, right? yeah. Like those are the things that you see him. Yeah, it's a yeah. person. Whereas, like, let's say I'm meeting, meeting like Timothy, and I'm meeting him through mutual friends, and for whatever these mutual friends are all heroin addicts. Then you know, I don't know for whatever reason, I'm not going to think too happy <laughs> about Jimmy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very careful around Jimmy at first. You know, yeah. Weird that he all his friends just mm. happen to be. All the friends of mine that are on here. I don't have any friends on here, by the way. I want to make that very clear. I want to make that very clear. Nothing wrong. Well, actually, no. Get off heroin if you're on heroin. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to judge you, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to judge you, bro. I'm going to put a bunch of labels on you, homie. But you got to come clean. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, it's a little different than, like, the, the labels we're talking. Well, not, not labels, but... Uh, I don't know. I feel like that that would be, to me, that's basically the same thing. Almost, it's a little different because I feel like it, yeah, you won't you won't make the same generalizations to the same extent. You won't make the same like you know talking earlier with like the wheelchair examples. Like, oh, I bet he can't even put his pants on or what? I don't know. Um, versus when we're talking about with mutual <laughs> friends, you know, if, if you just, <laughs> I don't know, man, I'm sure they can if they really want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, damn man. I'm gonna eat so canceled yo <laughs> but whereas like the example you're talking about where like you may only know mutual friends like you won't be able to make oh. those same generalizations you'll get a vibe for them maybe not a vibe but you'll I don't know mm-hmm. you'll, you'll still have the same kind of like preconceived notions about them they might not be as strong mm-hmm. or as specific as the ones we were talking about earlier but I think it's kind of falls on a spectrum you know I feel mm. like I feel like talking about friends is more, you know, like in some base, like putting them with a label such as like, oh, like, uh, like, you know, he's like this, this, this. You kind of like put more of a personality um, like type of label on them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in a way. So it's like 
it's like oh like you know like uh you know this person oh like he's very kind right like he's you know he's a mm. he's very smart right like or you know um so you put you know you put those a little bit more specific um labels onto them and a little bit more personal labels onto them rather than like you know describing them as like oh like he does this he does this it's like he is this mm-hmm. or he is that right um yeah. and go and like going back to like the wheelchair uh topic that Lorenzo brought up um yeah like you know we <laughs> you we sure have you want to bring like, that one back up bro <laughs> listen listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll give you one more right. chance, homie. I'm gonna give you, you one more chance. This. <laughs> let, let me put an end to this. Come on, come on. Um, yeah, like when you see someone like uh, who has a disability, right? Mm-hmm. You tend to, I don't know, like generally, you tend to be more kind and more, you know, like it, it's something you do naturally, right? Like you kind of be more mm-hmm. um, understanding of the uh, of the yeah. You show them kind of like a level level of sympathy that you wouldn't just afford any regular person, you know. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, like comparing like someone who's disabled to, you know, like someone who's addicted to heroin, you know, apparently Lorenzo's friends. No, 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 uh, not my friends. <laughs> nothing. Well, I mean, again, I don't want to say anything. Nothing. <laughs> now you're defending you're still, it. I don't know, man. It doesn't, it's twice. It's twice. Yeah, it doesn't. It, what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't detract from your value as a human being i see you for a human being i see past the labels okay go. get off the heroin bro get off the heroin bro come on man can't be doing that too dangerous bro too dangerous <laughs> there we go there we that's go. what i was trying to say Ben's redeemed himself yes, sir. All right. Redemption uh, um, <laughs> but uh yeah you know like you know like you generally act a certain way based on what you know of a person, right? Uh-huh. Or what you see of a person. Um, so, yeah. But, like, I, I honestly think, like, if you were to describe a friend or, you know, like, you know, someone who's close or someone who you know uh, personally, I think mm-hmm. you really use, you know, personal type of, um, not compliments, but, adjectives. like, descriptions <laughs> for them. Yeah, adjectives, you know, if you want to be uh, English man, But, Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that that reminds me of what i was kind of talking about earlier when i was like saying like oh you know i I put labels on george but like there's more to it than just that you know like i know george on like Mm -hmm. a deeper Mm -hmm. i got his personality Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Um, yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's something you can only really do once you already get to know the person so i think the danger with uh, not treating yeah. people as individuals that you'll never get to that point, right? And then you'll miss up. Like, you know, if I saw, let's exactly. say, let's say we were born, I don't know, five years later, four years later, whatever it would be, something like that. No, I don't know. Okay. Six, seven, okay. let's say we were born seven years later, right? We were born 2007. <laughs> no, wait, that's wrong. That's wrong. Let's say we were born some point later, right? And we, and, and, and Corona happened, right? When we met in life skills class, right? What if I was super racist and I just, I was looking at you. I'm like, coronavirus, get away from me, bro. Dude, we never would have been friends, right? So that's kind of like the danger in it, you know, (laughs) very hypothetical, but, but, you know, since obviously that never happened, got to know George very well. And like, it's not, I can't just boil him down to just the labels. You know what I mean? But that's what you do when you first meet somebody a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it well, also uh, uh there's actually 
Well, I was going to say, there's actually a few things I want to get into with just kind of the comments you guys made. I know the first thing that really pops into my mind was that when you're talking about uh, the wheelchair example, uh, is that, well, like a lot of the times they don't want you to treat them yeah, really no. differently, you know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it makes them feel better if you treat them like exactly like a regular the same person, as yeah. you would with other uh, individuals. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So I think um, a lot of times, yes, we do have that sympathy and uh, there is that extra kind of kindness and helpfulness that, that might come out mm-hmm. naturally based mm-hmm. on our personality and who we are. But keeping in mind and kind of, you know, going yeah. to just kind of in the situation, it, it, can, it really depends on if that's kind of how you actually want to be interacting with them. Because at the same time, it could be a very considerate thing to do mm-hmm. to allow them to feel as if like they didn't have that kind of disability and they were treated mm-hmm. the same as just other people, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, I think that's also like context dependent. Oh, it yeah. It just really sure. depends on the person to person. Yeah, that, individual to individual, mm-hmm. that one's tricky. And they're just more nuanced. Man, that, that, that one always right? gets me, man. Because like, because mm-hmm. I'm conscious of that, that one, right? Yeah, but, that one is tricky but then, like, for sure. So it's either, I mean, the best choice is just to get another person, right? If you have the option to and just ask them, like, hey, you know, you talk to them a bit, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll probably figure mm-hmm. it out pretty soon. But a lot of times, uh, you know, okay, no, that'd be a terrible example. That just made me seem like a dick. Um, but a lot of other times, you know, I was going to say, like, oh, a lot of times, do I hold the door open for this person with the wheel? Of course. Of course you hold it open for the person <laughs> with the wheel. But what I'm saying is some some of them might not appreciate that. I don't know. I don't know, right? Well, Okay. Oh, I feel like hold the at door that point, other yeah. people too. Might as well. Hey man, I, that depends on the mood, bro. Like sometimes I, I'm feeling oh, it. Man. Sometimes I'm not feeling it, dude. Honestly, dude, it's pretty bad. I gotta fix it. But once in a while, man, uh, they, can, they can open it themselves, bro. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's exactly what I said. It was a bad example, because like, why wouldn't you hold the door open for them in any circumstance? You yeah. know what I mean? But that's what I meant by bad example. But yeah, that one's a tricky one because you never know. So it's either you come across looking like a dick or you come across looking as a condescending dick if you're wrong. If you're right, then we lit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It's also the, yeah, it's all the same example as like, you know, like, um, you know, like uh, when I meet someone new, right? And um, let's say they're an older individual. Um, sometimes they would like, when they talk to me, um, or, you know, like I see this happening with a lot of, I guess, like immigrants, right, as well. So like, someone who who's natively uh, Anglo-Saxon, right, like who speaks English. <laughs> talking to natively Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you identify as, bro? I'm Anglo-Saxon. As fuck, baby, let's go. <laughs> Man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Anglo-Saxon population here in BC be going crazy, easy, bro. You want to try some Anglo-Saxon food, bro? <laughs> Straight out of my socials, eight textbook, bro. Come uh, on, 
What I was trying to get at is like, if your first language is English, you're English speaking. <laughs> See, this is a truly English man. <laughs> uh. Ooh. Oh, okay. bro, my throat about? is so fucking dry for laughing, <laughs> dude. Uh. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um. Okay. If they're ignore that part. No, 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 no. Ignore that part. We're moving on. We're moving on. No, don't cut that part. All right, all right. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. If you know they they uh, they speak English very well, you know, and then they they're talking to an immigrant, right? Like uh, maybe they have an accent or some. Uh, a lot of people tend to talk slower, right? It's almost like a condescending mm-hmm. way. It's like, it's like, it's like, yes. Do you want this? And it's like, bro, like, okay, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I feel like a lot of people assume like maybe they should talk slower, you know, maybe from from past experience that they've had, you know, like so mm-hmm. like in a sense, like you you kind of like, you know, like you kind of get that sometimes. And it's like it's like I understand where the person's coming from. So like, you know, like I'm I'm not like, OK, like this person's straight up, you know, like being condescending, oh, you, you know, know, like whatever. Dude, I remember but, if you guys um, watch The Office, you know, that one scene where somebody tells like yeah. some, some lady comes into the office and somebody tells them or tells her that Kevin is like special needs or whatever. You guys remember that one? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's a good example. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Oh, you know, like, hi, you know, like, like, are you hungry? You know, like, like you just kind of like trying to help out in a way, but like, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 when I see a white person walking to somebody, example. hey there, are you hungry? Lay down. Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> like you shit. <laughs> man, man, these Anglo-Saxons are weird, bro. I swear. <laughs> Imagine, imagine right. a McDonald's. I was like, that's the that's the example you give. <laughs> like one with the no. uh, bro. 
<laughs> nah, I'd be more like, hey then, we lost or something like I don't know. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no, like, like, uh, like, like I was referring to the show a little bit, you know, oh, uh, like, like how yeah, Kevin's yeah, always yeah. hungry. Yeah, 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 yeah Kevin. But I like, think uh, was, <laughs> okay. Well, I yeah. think, wasn't she yeah. helping out of one of the vending machines? Now that I think about it, they were like in a vending yeah. machine or whatever. Yeah. He's like, okay, um, how much? It's like, money which do you one would you want? He's like, oh, <laughs> and he starts counting. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like that. But because you you think you know, you kind of automatically assume it's like, okay, you know, like some people have trouble communicating their emotions or like what they want, right? Mm-hmm. They could be hungry. Who knows, right? Um, they could be lost too. You know, <laughs> so we can't be assuming these things. But uh, yeah, like you, you kind of talk slower for them, you know. You have all these, you know. Uh, it, it's almost, it's almost like, like you've been drilled to. Okay, you've been uh, conditioned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what were you gonna say? No. <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, no, no. <laughs> come on, no, come on, let's hear it. No one's gonna say what you said. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he already okay. said it. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get don't it. Worry, don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Right, come on, bro. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's almost like we we've been conditioned for uh, to to do these things. You know, maybe from like elementary school, like early days. You know how you know teachers are like, hey, you know, guys, you know, like you can't be treating. You gotta treat everyone a certain way. You know, like like you know if you see someone in you know in need of help, you know, you, you be there. You know, you try to be helpful. You know, blah blah blah, like things like that. So um, yeah, boom. There you go. There we go. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's yeah. I feel like that, sure. that's actually a really good point. Uh, would, yeah, um, that could definitely come off yeah. as a condescending just because, yeah. uh, you know, some people just have an accent. They speak the language perfectly fine mm-hmm. and they understand everything perfectly perfectly mm-hmm. fine but they just speak uh with the accent you know sometimes it's just a bit difficult and uh you know damn <laughs> yo he's like francophone that. dude oh my <laughs> god he's francophone bro he's gonna get a cover bro i'm franco-saxon bro <laughs> <laughs> school they teach you like oh treat everyone treat everyone like you want to be treated mm-hmm. that reminded me in my philosophy class we talked about a similar kind of concept when we're talking about like treating people as individuals and respecting kind of like not their individual rights but kind of like their human dignity um man i forget who it was mm. there's some dude out there who wrote about human dignity i forget who it was i gotta look up my old pdfs but basically it's kind of, it makes sense right like You'd never want to be generalized um, or be kind of like taken at face value by your labels, right? Like you don't want to be reduced to just mm. that because a lot of mm-hmm. times people just get the wrong idea. And, you know, for example, I don't mind, you know, if somebody considers you like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm a basketball player or whatever. I'm a soccer player. Right? That's fine. I'm not saying that's not bad. It's just when somebody treats you only for those things, right? They only see you for those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's mm-hmm. just a soccer player or whatever, right? They don't see you as the individual. 
if you kind of flip it around, mm-hmm. you never want that done to you. Yeah. So, you know, just treat others mm-hmm. individuals. Mm-hmm. I forget who. Yeah. Somebody talked about yeah. it. I got to figure out who it is. We got to put it in the comments or something or have their face pop up on screen or something. But I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure out who it was first. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Some German guy. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's kind of the thing I was uh, getting at. So that's kind of the point I was trying to get at with um, this as opposed to just the, just the labels. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, yes, with the label as well. But like one of the things is like you have... Well, for, for like example, like, um, some, you have kids of like athletes who are really just seeing and kind of defined by kind of the legacy and the, and the athlete that their pairing is. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have like, you know, Michael Jordan's kids, like growing up, like everyone's talking about, okay. Oh, being like the, the, the sons are basically the best ever to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were playing the sport. So that's all they were kind of seen for. They weren't really seen for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they also weren't even seen for, um, like their games. Like they were just constantly compared to the basketball ability of their dad. I mean, I don't know. So like, to- it's just a very weird thing when people always do that. Like, it's just like, it's, it, sometimes it gets to a point where it's like you're ignoring so much. And especially now with social media, when like they could actually see all of this too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So like when you mm-hmm. and when everyone's doing this and they're not really, like it's just, it makes it very easy for people to kind of lose track of like themselves yeah. I, as well. I mean, you know, it's like, that's like do a like much more like, you know, extreme example, uh-huh. but even mm-hmm. if like, you know, maybe, maybe uh, one of our friends is like, um, I don't know, the the daughter of like a professor or something and then they have friends who are also kind of studying in the same area then you kind of like without if you don't know the person that well it'll be very easy and even natural for a lot of people to have ideas where, okay they're probably interested in those kind of things as well uh, mm-hmm. maybe they want to go into that as well maybe they're really smart and they just kind of have these kind of uh, ideas about it when in reality mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to become a professional mm-hmm. athlete and uh, maybe they have no interest in this at all and maybe they actually completely despise that thing and whether any of that is relevant or not is a separate thing as well because mm-hmm. at the end of the day none of those things says anything about that person's personality and i would probably argue that the personality is more important than those kind of uh kind of aspirations or interests mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so there's just very little that you kind of get from just you know, basing it off of the people around them and the environment that they, they're in if, when you don't actually know them. Like, obviously, like, we know each other. Like, we could put these labels, we could kind of get sense, and it, it won't be, like, that bad because ultimately we have an idea of who they are mm-hmm. as a person, as yeah. an individual. But, you know, it, yeah, and, that, and I do feel like what I'm saying here is different than just the straight up labels we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like there is that like in the details and the nuances, there is this difference. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. a lot of times people draw. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yo, I'm going to grab more water, bro. <clears throat> bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, okay. Also, you're going kind yeah. of Mr. Were you going to say something? Uh, can you hear me okay, by the way, George? Okay, you just kind of missed a robot yeah. right now. I don't know. It's weird. Not a big deal. I can still understand you. 
Wow. Yeah. Rip. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. Either way, I feel like the LeBron and like his kids example, I feel like that one's a little different though because like, think about it. There's a lot of celebrities out there with kids that are just completely unremarkable. They're just regular people, right? Uh, the big celebrities just have like regular kids. Sure, they'll be well off. Don't get me wrong. And they might have like a pretty interesting job, but they're not. A lot of kids just don't ever live up to that same stardom that their parents do. And when we're talking about like social media and like LeBron's kids, like if LeBron's kids get into basketball, right? And they're, they're playing basketball, I'm assuming they're in high school or whatever, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. As the media who's trying to get the most clicks, like, of course, bro, you're going to report on LeBron's kids and their uh, mm-hmm. basketball career. But like beyond that, who cares about the LeBron's kids, right? If they weren't playing basketball, it's like, if it has to do with LeBron, sure. But like, oh. Hey, man. Hey, man. People are That's crazy. True. Okay. Fans are crazy. That's true. LeBron is a little different <laughs> because, you know, like some next level it, stuff. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> I feel like the, the main interest from like the media and like LeBron's kids are just like, you know, LeBron's kids yeah. and they're playing basketball. Let's see how good they get. Are they going to be LeBron 2.0? Right? Yeah. That's kind of the expectation. Yeah, it makes sense like, yeah. for, for the media. Yeah. But it's more like the people who kind of read but, into but, it. And that's the only part they kind of focus on. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like... No, that's very true. I feel like when we're looking at um, the social media in general, we're just looking at any celebrity. It's very easy to kind of like forget mm-hmm. that that's like a human being, you know, with just as many experiences mm-hmm. and personal ties as you. Or even more sometimes, right? If they're older, especially um yeah but a lot of times i feel like you're not trying to get to know people on that level you know and there's no communication Mm -hmm. there so i feel like that's different you know yeah because that's like yes you're kind of labeling them and judging them a little bit without getting to know them as a person so in a way yeah that's bad but on the other hand it's a little different because i feel like there's only no yeah there's celebrities they're kind of part of the kind of part of like the culture you know that kind of that's kind of part of the pop culture keeping up to date with that and knowing who these characters are uh, even if you don't know them as an individual, that's kind of like the function that they serve in your life. They're kind of like this yeah, character it's a, almost. It's a very yeah. distant kind of. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I feel like that, that one's a very different example. But a, a good point that you brought up there mm-hmm. with like social media and all that jazz. Because it is very easy to just not treat these celebrities as entertainers. Like for example, look at most comment sections for yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of places. Like, people say some vile mm-hmm. shit on there, bro. It is crazy. It yeah. is crazy. They would never say that to that person's face, bro ever no chance of that yeah yeah uh, and honestly yeah. it's not even to their face if the if the person responded a lot of the time they're like oh my god i didn't think you're yeah. actually read the, reading these or responding to these sometimes sometimes a lot of times people yeah. just sometimes it's like through a screen it kind of like desensitizes people to it sometimes yeah uh, yo I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be honest man i'm gonna be honest i kind of victim to that one too you know i started off real innocent playing video games you know somebody somebody cusses at me and they're like oh <sighs> right but then <laughs> then it, it takes over bro and then you start getting mad at people and then you start getting salty and then it's it's not a good situation you're like come on what were you he was he was right there come on <laughs> but slightly different example you know you're your teammates you're expecting to do something they don't do it very different than a celebrity online but same sort of idea you know after a while the screen kind of like you don't you forget that you're interacting with like mm-hmm. a human being with like feelings and like family yeah. people that care about them you know they got other things going on in their lives too see that's one of the reasons why nowadays i'm not toxic as much as i used to be on video games i was never super toxic to begin with i get really triggered and i'd say to myself but i never say a voice chat because that's too salty but nowadays anytime i want to say something even if it's just like constructive criticism i always think to us i'm like, mm, 
what if it's just a 40 year old dad trying to get in some games during, I don't know, after work on the weekend or whatever, ah, I'll just let him have his fun. It's mm-hmm. okay. And then uh, they hop on all, yeah. yeah. And then they just turn on the mic and it's like some nine year old kid cussing you out. And it's like, I right, fuck you, buddy. Never mind. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're in, they're definitely like different contexts and obviously every situation is going to be different. Yeah, yeah. But in general, when you're, when you're just keeping in mind, and just trying to see people as individual more, right? I feel like that could just really help a lot of oh, people. For sure. And that's that's kind of the the point I really want to get across in this episode overall. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Were you gonna say something, Raymond, before you got your water? Oh, yes. Uh, rewind time. <laughs> uh, so, like uh, you were saying, you know how like. Um, uh something about like um like being labeled as something yeah, yes we've talked about kinda... that <laughs> <laughs> wait no no okay i'm gonna say my point and yeah. i hope you guys remember where like well, we, we, yeah, uh, where it okay, leads yeah. to yeah um so yeah like you know you kind of see see this happening uh with like you know like modern day, like or even way back, you know, especially way back. Did you leave? Then, did um, you leave before you know, were older times. About LeBron's kids or not? Okay, okay there, yeah. there we go. Okay, yeah, you have certain expectations, right, to meet and stuff. So basically, like, like let's say, let's say you're in high school, right, and then like you know, there's like the football players, right, the soccer players, right, mm-hmm. all like that guy, that guy plays on this team, this team. So you kind of expect a certain like trait from them, and you kind of like have these labels on them. It is a label itself, right? Oh, like mm-hmm. that guy's a football mm-hmm. player, or oh, that guy's a soccer player. So it's like, you like it, it really, even though you don't know them specifically, but from stereotypes and you know, like um, what you've heard, especially in like movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, kind of like over- drama- yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. dramatically. Uh, I guess like, uh, I don't know. It, it kind of puts them in an extreme end. Right. It's like, yeah, like all like, you know, all they're all chads or, you know, they're all like, you know, whatever, whatever. And um, I think a lot of people like kind of fall into that kind of uh, thinking process. Right. Um, they bought they some. Their, in. Yeah. yeah. And then like a lot of these players actually, you know, they want to live up to that expectation, mm-hmm. too, because they they almost like deprive themselves mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Right. Then they box themselves and, in. Mm-hmm. Ooh, lots of boxes, dude. Yeah, man. You know, it's like a, it's like a mime, bro. Like a, <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, you know, like, I don't know. It's almost it's it's not there, right? It's fabricated. Yeah, mm-hmm. people still believe that, and due especially due to social media and you know, like just uh, you know, media in general. I think a lot of people are more likely to think a certain way about someone due to what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, knowing them and then like judging them off of that or like, you know, perceiving them off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you like, like you said, comparison, right? To like, you know, the kids to, you know, Jordan, it's like, it's like that you compare them to like the movies you see. Right, you you compare them to the other people, right? Or like Space what Jam. you know of that. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sir. Space Jam. Dude, if, 2, I was, if I was LeBron's kids down, in Space Jam 3, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I kind of want to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, uh, it's, it's cheesy. And uh, I, I felt like for what they were trying to do, they did a good job. But if you're not mm-hmm. looking forward to that type of thing, if you're not into it, then yeah, mm-hmm. you're not gonna enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't watch it, man. I feel like a lot of people watch it for nostalgia. Dude, I was gonna watch too, it for right? Lola Bunny, so, yeah. but come on, man. Bro, yeah, this guy. They, also, <laughs> they also they also messed up come Lola on, Bunny. Dude, come on. <laughs> they messed up, bro. Imagine but, um, I, dude, I'd be I'd be really interested to see if they ever decided to do like test screenings. You know how they test screen a bunch of changes to movies sometimes? Oh. <laughs> Did they just not not do that? They're just like, nah, we're just gonna yeah, yo, yo, sorry, Lola, you gotta get a mastectomy. I'm so sorry, bro. It's game over. Damn. That's true. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm sure it's a fun movie still. Yeah, I mean, I heard good things about it, but like, I heard it. <laughs> well, clearly, it can't feel really like, like live up to the first like one. The right? Well, the first one actually oh, wasn't even no? good. People just really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's so just like, different. Oh yeah, back then, yeah, yeah Michael Jordan yeah. Inga. Yeah, it was just a. It was a cultural phenomenon rather than an actual mm-hmm. good yeah. movie, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like the yeah. best thing to come out of this like, last uh, Space Jam, you always got to be those McDonald's LeBron toys or the LeBron toys that everyone keeps stealing their heads off. Oh. Have you guys seen those? <laughs> you might not have seen them, George, because you're not on Instagram. Yeah. But, man, people are just defiling these poor toys, man. That logo. Like, there's this one store. You guys know the spider cases or whatever? <laughs> not the, the spider cables? Is that what they're called? Whereas, like, you have, like, a box or something, but to make sure that you don't open oh. it up in store, it's got, like, this little electronic thing with, like, straps around it that wraps around the whole box. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. So, what they have yeah. to do is they take the head off, they put the head in, like, a separate box, and then they tie the box to the original box with one of them spider cables because people keep going in the stores and ripping all the heads off of the LeBrons and taking them home. Or <laughs> I think there's one LeBron toy out there. That's like, uh, it looks a little bit like, you know, that Armstrong dude that stretches a lot. You, you guys know the one what? I'm talking about, you know, the Armstrong toy, the super old one that stretches like crazy. Mm, Whatever his name. No. Yeah. You don't know that toy? <laughs> like, like you, you, it's like, it's, it's a really stretchy it like toy. The, uh, the super sl- stretchy toy. Oh yeah, Armstrong, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it looks like that. Yeah. It's not a stretchy, but people figure it out. You can feel uh, you can fill LeBron with water. You can like make him huge. Mm-hmm. And I think the uh, mm-hmm. the hole that you used to fill that up, it's it's does, on like a, yeah, there's like little balls orange balls for when it's not inflated. It obviously, yeah. a lot of people also squeeze it out, and it totally mm-hmm. looks like he's taking a dump. Terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. Or oh no, the hairline, the hairline that they gave him on the toys. Have you guys seen the hairline they gave LeBron on the toys? It's no. too honest. Though. It's too honest. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Poor guy, I'd be so sad if somebody gave me an action figure and it looks great, it looks awesome, and then you flip it upside down. Like, bro, come on, you didn't have to do me like that. It's not even like it's in the it's it's also in the Looney Tunes style. It's not like a realistic looking LeBron James toy. It's like you couldn't just yeah. not give him such a hairline. <laughs> they didn't have to do that. Yeah, poor guy. I'm sure he's not beat uh, up about it. And another thing. <laughs> okay. Let, let, I, don't okay know, I don't know, man. Um, another thing I want to mention is like you were saying, you know, like um, uh, people kind of make assumptions, you know, real quick about whatever, whatever. Right? Um, mm-hmm. 
I feel like a lot of people draw from experience, you know, like from their experience to that type of situation. And that's what leads to their actions or their judgment or, you know, their beliefs. Um, so like, you know, I forgot the rest of the point, but like, you know, yeah. 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 Well, that uh, actually what, ties into the final point I want to make and the very serious point and something I uh, brought up before, but never got too much into. And like what I think what you're saying, like just kind of relating to um, what I want to say is that a lot of people encounter their beliefs. It's definitely um, shaped or heavily influenced or at least at one point heavily influenced by their environment mm -hmm. and a lot of those experiences when they're younger and just kind of that surrounding, right? Um, and like the, the main point I want to bring up and it's one of the reasons that in one particular period of time, I thought quite a bit about this is because after uh first year, I went to Italy for a month and the place I went to was called Rondine Cittadella della Pace, uh, where Rondine, Rondine, uh, Stadadel of Peace, if you're to translate to English. Uh, but they're a non-government organization that was actually uh, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And they, the idea for the main group of students that they brought uh, to study there are basically uh, graduate students, people who graduated, you know, uh, they've done their undergrad, right? So they take people who've finished their undergrad uh, from come from countries in conflict. So what they would do is they would bring those students there and they would uh, study, you know, um, you know, do their graduate studies in like this uh, university in the surrounding area. But they would also study there together and live there together and study peace building and leadership and just very and also language. Uh, but uh, just a lot of that type of um, mm -hmm. skills, right? And the very important thing about that is the whole message is about seeing people as individuals because a lot of them, they came from countries that were literally at war or was mm -hmm. at war with each other. So they're like living and studying with the enemy, essentially, right? So there's like in those countries, there's a lot of hatred. They've seen a lot of suffering that was done largely because of the opposition, the people from the other country, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're living with someone like that. They're seeing them interacting with those people every day. So it, you, it kind of forces you to really just bypass some of those ideas that you might have previously and those mm -hmm. feelings that you might have previously about a person from a different culture, a different country, or a different ethnicity or whatnot, uh, and just kind of forces you to actually see them as individual and try to get along with them and understand, uh, you know, who they are as a person rather than just trying to, um, you know, really, um, you know, doing a disservice to kind of the human condition and just say that, okay, you're just this and that and that, even though that's really just not true. And, Especially in that case, when a lot of those things are basically the worst possible things uh, about the other uh, people, because they're literally your enemies, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons uh, why for that time, I definitely thought quite a bit about this <coughs> and why I think it's such a cool project they have been doing over there. And it definitely reinforced the idea of um, 
the kind of peace that you could build within the society when people see each other as individuals as opposed to separate groups of people mm -hmm. rather than tribes and rather than collective identities. And I think this kind of idea, this concept, if people really kept that in mind and, you know, focused on it, especially, um, you know, in very polarized places, like mm -hmm. maybe, you know, the United States, when, when there's only two parties and people are very, uh, yeah. you know, upset all the time about, um, well, many things really, <laughs> they're just, they're just very upset. That's the way it feels. Uh, but a lot of time, um, when you are seeing other people as individual and they're seeing you as individual and we're all seeing ourselves individuals and that really opens up for actual dialogue and conversation. And I think a lot of people could benefit that in their personal lives as well as solving uh, these societal issues. And I, that's why I think it's very important. And that's why I wanted to talk about this. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, it just reminds me of like nationalism. And that's one of the best examples I could think of, of mm. um, when you put labels on things or when you put labels on yourself, you know, like a lot of people are very, mm -hmm. you know, they'll describe themselves as like highly patriotic. Um, some people might even go as far to say, yeah, very nationalistic, right? Um, I was mm -hmm. talking about like, polarizing topics in the United States, right? Um, you know, politics in the U.S. is like as polarized as it's been ever in our lives, right? Like it's never been more polarized in between like the left and the right wing, mm -hmm. especially with coronavirus and all that jazz. Um, so I think that's a really good example of just, just showing like how negative it can be when you don't treat mm -hmm. people as individuals, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like that one's also very complicated. There's so many socioeconomic things going on at play, right? So yeah. many different things going on. Honestly. Millions of different little things. Infinitely complicated. Um, <laughs> but nationalism, that that's a big one because I don't know. Personally, I think it almost always goes poorly. You know, I can't think of any like yeah. major benefits to being super nationalistic. Um, other than, you know, I mean, yeah. from like a very neutral perspective, from like a government's perspective perspective i'm sure it's great uh must be a lot easier getting things done when that's yep. the case but um yeah good job yeah i think that's a really good point that you brought that up yeah yeah um a couple of things relating to what you're saying one of them is uh well not completely related to this topic uh but like just recently like i remember uh a chinese scientist was absolutely canceled because he shared a, a Western views <laughs> that the, the the virus, you know, is you know we kind of have to coexist with the virus. Yeah, like it's endemic. Like, yeah, like you know, it's, that's that's just science, right? Yeah, like, that's just... a very uh, uh, you know reasonable scientific hypothesis uh, and kind of idea that okay, we probably have to kind of coexist with the virus. <laughs> But the Chinese government's like, nah, bro. That's crazy. Man, the Chinese <laughs> government. Sure you're sharing those Western views, man. <laughs> man, the Chinese government like, confuses uh, me uh, so buddy. much, bro. <laughs> like, they have so many resources. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they have some really bright people in there. There's no way they can keep that, that ship running. They don't have very bright people going. But at the same, they always make some real weird mistakes, bro. Or they always choose some weird hills to die on like this for example like i mean yeah you're just gonna get laughed at by everybody 
granted, I don't think they care as much as they yeah. care about, you know, keeping their citizens in the position that they want to keep them in, you know, and somehow I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure letting them know that it's not endemic would probably help them. And that's probably what they want to tell their people. Um, but also, man, that reminds me of, uh, I don't know if we've talked about it, but when, you know, those riots or whatever that they had going on because they were changing a bunch of universities to vocational schools or something like that. Oh yeah. 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 Kind of a similar thing. Like, no, they're, they're changing vocation. They're calling the vocational schools, the degree, like the same as kind of the, the university degrees. I think that's oh, what it yeah. was. And university students are upset because, because they think, uh, it should be more prestigious. University is that what it is? More prestigious. I thought. It, I think that's I, why. It I was. thought it was like a lot of schools were getting yeah. changed or something, so that they weren't going to get that same degree or something like that. I I don't know. Um, it's been a while since okay. I've looked into it. Well, something along those those lines. Yeah, but something I, about changing the the prestige yeah, of the degrees. Yeah, but it, but the whole problem was that originally, like decades ago, when they were industrializing, I guess. No, no, not when they were so. Some other point they. It took like the opposite stance and they're the really pushing university students and basically they they conditioned their entire population to want to get that university degree which is why you're having the rights now because they're yeah. like, oh shit we need vocational people or we need you know people experienced in the trades never mind bro mm-hmm. bunch of you guys have to go get different degrees my bad and then now you see people getting pissed it's like you'd think you'd yeah. think china like the biggest or second biggest economy in the world would see this one coming bro <laughs> you'd think they'd have a plan for this but they don't hey crazy I mean, they didn't see the, they didn't, they're not seeing the, they didn't see the potential consequences of one child policy. And now it's just completely going to destroy it's everything. Crazy. Because like, if you're not going to, you, you know, other places are going to have aging populations too, but China's not going to be able to grow and they're not going to be able to have the same way of life and nothing's going to be able to run the way it is. Uh, they're trying to fix it. Obviously they're really promoting yeah. people to have children, but. It's not really working and it's, it's a little so bit too late, late yeah. anyways, but, um, it's that they're trying now, but it's kind of weird that they didn't see it happen because you would think, yeah, would, uh, but relating to this and also relating to before the other thing I wanted to bring up is that like in a place like us where it is definitely very, uh, you know, they say patriotic. I see. I, I say it's kind of nationalistic, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, uh, that kind of belief, like, you know, looking at it, it makes sense in the sense that they had the civil war. It makes sense mm-hmm. that they would want, you know, everyone to buy into the idea of one country and that. Whereas in Europe, it's, they have the, you know, European mm-hmm. Union. They have, they study, uh, you know, European history. And they kind of see it a lot more as a continent where even as more globally in general, rather than specific countries. And they kind of reserve that for tournaments and uh, all of that, mm-hmm. you know, and because previously, well, not just previously, it's all throughout history, the amount of wars oh, <laughs> and especially the world wars, all of those are in Europe. And that's largely because of the nationalistic well, ideas. Okay, right? nationalism. So you could definitely see these shifts. Like nationalism, but that wasn't around back in like way back when. I feel like nationalism uh, on a relative scale is still relatively new. It's only been around for like 150 some years, a little longer than that probably. Because like way back when, you know, 100 years war, those people fighting that war couldn't care less about about the politics. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like it came, I think it mostly came up, 
I want to say it was like around the French Revolution or just after it. I feel like, isn't that when nationalism kind of got started? You know, Napoleon and mm-hmm. all those people. And then eventually it kind of culminated yeah. with World yeah, War II. Yeah, that's what I yeah. was thinking too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, other than that, I mean, it's still a good point though. Didn't change anything, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, just kind of thinking like, you know, there are, I could kind of, I could see kind of the reasons why <laughs> that there would be these kind of shifts. Um, and yeah, uh, just tying back to finish off this whole thing, um, seeing people as individuals, man, it's a, it's a very important mm-hmm. thing to keep in your mind. Um, and to actually finish off the episode, let's go over the highlights uh, of this week. Well, the highlight of the day, wow. highlight of the day, Let's highlight go. of the day, baby. Let me tell you, let me tell you about my friend GME here, man. Up 27% one day, bro. 20, 20, 28, 28, 28 That's crazy, bro. AMC, 20%. Yes, sir. Diversified portfolio, <laughs> baby. Climbing. Yes, sir. Diversified portfolio. Yeah. Um, Two stocks, very diversified. Yes, sir. Dude. Very diversified. <laughs> hey, man, you never know what's going to happen. Am I right? um yeah so no that's exciting though we'll see what happens with that soon it is exciting a lot of stuff's happening with that lately a lot yeah. of a lot of very interesting stuff mm-hmm. is happening with that mm-hmm. a lot of very bullish oh stuff. yeah and that's that's what not financial like. advice though not financial advice nope hey man i mean you know to be fair bro if you're taking your financial advice from a podcast called young and foolish bro uh, yeah, you just need to come on, man. You just you're a lost cause <laughs> at that point. You're a lost cause at that point. Uh, other than that, I was just been chilling during the last couple of weeks of summer here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Ray? The uh, same. You know, just been chilling. Um, yeah. Uh, not much. Just. Oh wait, well. Uh. I finally got the invitation for the um, Canadian citizenship. Hey, let's the, go. Okay. Does hey. yes, sir. So I didn't. I didn't want to say anything about China while you guys were talking about it the last <laughs> bit. Um, hey man, once you, you get know, that Canadian no citizenship, you're good, bro. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Xi <Hey. laughs> <laughs> Jinping can't get you now, bro. Uh, it's too late. You escaped. <laughs> Made it out the mud. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, nah, I'm sure they still love uh, you over there, bro. I, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't nah, know. Nah, nah, nah. Definitely. Hey, not, man, wear a fake mustache but, next um, time you go. I have like. Oh, bro. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. Um, because they give you like a like a month to do it, right? On the ninth to the twenty ninth. So uh, I'm gonna probably do it, you know, either on Friday or Saturday. So like a day or two before the deadline. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, catch a boy with a passport hey. soon, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, let's get it. You'll be like, do you have to do a test, or do you uh, do that? Yeah, I have to do a test. Um, and the deadline is the last day is 29th. So okay. I've. The end of this week, basically. Till okay, Sunday we didn't even have my test. I did it when I was a little uh, kid. I can't remember. You have been studying? Yeah, I've you been, did I've it. You didn't do it. You didn't have to do Wait, it. I did. Do kids not have to do it? No, you. I didn't have here. to do it. I don't remember having to do it. Oh no no no! What? Okay, he's not if four here. If you no no, if you're under sixteen or eighteen, mm-hmm. 
and your parents oh, do it. Yeah, no, I didn't get uh, it. Yeah. It all actually transfers you to you. Yeah, yeah, I never did it. Exactly. Yeah. What kind of questions are unknown? They're like, yo, where did Terry Fox stop running? I don't know. Like, <laughs> yo, the population of moose and beavers, fam. <laughs> but uh, nah, it's it's literally just it's like socials nine. Socials nine. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, socials yeah. nine stuff. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like the monarch oh, yeah, and all yeah. that. Government. Man, that's a lot of yeah. boring stuff, man. And yeah, <laughs> Hudson Bay Company. <laughs> uh, man, I can't believe Hudson Bay Company is one of the most interesting things for Canadian I know, history. It's that's so weird. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> that one place that made like the million, oh the million different Winter Olympic stuff, bro. <laughs> the twenty twenty event, bro. Olympics. <laughs> oh, not twenty twenty. What am I saying? Twenty. Mm. 2010, 2010. Yes, yeah. sir. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Almost the 2012. Yeah. yeah. Almost. <laughs> uh, London yeah. 2012. Yes, sir. London 2012. Goaded. Yeah. Did you guys ever go watch the Olympics okay. when they were here? Or we get, I don't know. I never went to go watch them. I don't think. I think I watched the opening I, ceremony. I, I didn't. Not I in went, person. Uh, with like Rick yeah, Hansen. I, went yeah, I, didn't watch I don't know if I watched it in person. I All I know is that at one point during the Olympics, I saw Rick Hansen. That's all I know. No, nice. wait. Rick Han- Okay, I, uh, hold nice. on. Chris Hansen's the one that you don't want to see. Rick Hansen's the one in the wheelchair. Predator. Right? Bro, what's with I, you in wheelchair? Sure. No, say, it's bro. no. Yeah, I, this kind of you guys don't remember Rick Hansen? Yo. No. I'm not sure. The dude who went around okay. the world in a wheelchair uh. song? <laughs> this is him, right? It has to be. Uh, nah. Yo, shout out Rick Hansen. Probably. I don't know. Let me Google and make sure I'm shouting out the right person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor Rick. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, well, there we go, dude. Mm-hmm. Rick Hansen goaded. Nice. Let me tell you. Look at that. If you know you're goaded, if you Google your name, Rick Hansen, Canadian wheelchair racer, and then people also search for guess who? Terry Fox, bro. You know you goaded when that happens. Yeah, legend. Legend. I mean, they did similar things, right? They're going across the Dude, place. Dude, I feel like Rick Hansen kind of won yeah. up Terry Fox, though. He went, I'm pretty sure he went all around the world in a wheelchair, bro. Terry at least had the one leg. Yeah. Think Damn. About you know what? I can't. Yo, no, no, no. You know, I'm I love Terry, bro. I go, oh, I go oh, to Simon yeah, Fraser. Yeah, I go to yeah, Simon man. Fraser. That's Dude, his university, bro. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even. Never oh, mind, bro. Yeah. That's disrespectful. scary, bro. No, don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh, my God. He's, he's got to get canceled by his own country. I'm going to get canceled by my <laughs> yeah. university now, bro. It's game over. I go to the same Oh, my God. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? I don't, oh, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. Rick Hansen never quite lived up to the marathon. I hope that was pretty goaded. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure over his lifetime, yeah. Rick Hansen has probably surpassed him. See, but then posthumously, think of all the good that Terry Fox has done. I don't know. I don't know. Coin toss. Coin toss. Who knows? Well, Terry Fox is more famous. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Well, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what, well, what about you, George? Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, just enjoying being back uh, in DC. Just, you know, spending time with family, with friends, um, working on the writing, man. Uh, getting getting a lot of uh, get a lot of words in, uh, you know, articulating all those ideas, and it's coming hey. along. Um, How far along? Definitely, are we? definitely a real possibility that I finish yeah? it. Um, I've got like nine thousand words. 
And honestly, I think it's going to be closer to 20,000 words just because、uh, I have a much, much better idea as I'm actually writing、mm-hmm. it than when、mm-hmm. I first just look at the little subsections I made to as a kind of pre planning.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, about halfway and、uh, definitely going to get a lot more writing done this week.、Um, went rock climbing this weekend, which actually really killed me. Yes, and, sir.、Uh, Fun times. Didn't really do much of anything the day after. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>、uh, that was just rough. Badminton,、man. too. I don't know. My fingers felt like they were going to die. Badminton was fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that、uh, and, uh, Greek restaurant. Oh, that was,、uh, that, that was good. Wait, we said not. We said, we said not, we said not three dollar sign, but、uh, she picked the three dollar sign、yeah. place. And、uh, the service. The service was pretty slow. The food was decent.、Um, were you there when the. But the experience overall, the just chilling there, came, was actually good. The, were you there when the hostess came to us and started going on and on about this napkin that fell down, apparently, even though we all had our napkins up there? Do you remember that? Were you there for that bit? What? You might have Bro,、been. that was like 20 seconds. Okay, yeah, but. <laughs> that was 20 seconds. Was a, She was barely was there. It was an 20 seconds, bro. A very uncomfortable 20 seconds, okay? We were all looking at her like, what is she、I、talking know, about? Man, it was fine. Like, she, they, literally, she said it. Yeah, we I all just stared at her like,、about. why are you bring this up? Why are you bring this up? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're sitting in a, 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 you know, sec. It was kind of, I don't know, what, what would you call it? But we were sitting、mezzanine. upstairs, technically. Yeah, yeah. But most restaurants don't really have that. So <laughs> it was an interesting you know structure t h e y h a d But there were tables、uh, below us as well. And apparently something dropped below, but we had all our napkins. We had everything.、Uh, yeah. There was no way a fork or something fell because that would have been very、yeah. obvious. And she, I don't know, she wasn't very clear. I just yeah.、Uh, overall, the service was just not great.、No. <laughs> But the food was Even、good. at the end, the person who came to.、Mm. Yeah, the food、oh, was pretty good. Oh, yeah,、solid. when we were paying, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. She, she showed up, paid like for two and people. And then she left. Left. left in, oh, yeah, okay. Like, well, what about the rest of some, us? We had like four other people <laughs> waiting to pay.、Um, But、yeah. they had some really cool marble statues, so I would go again. I will go again. <laughs> like the decor, you're not going to find the decor. The food was、yeah. actually pretty s o l i d The、solid. food was nice, yeah. If the food wasn't as nice as it was,、yeah. they would have stood no chance. But the decor and the food makes up for the bad service, I think. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, a lot of places are going to have pretty bad service nowadays.、Mm-hmm. Uh, with oh, the, yeah. Just coming back with the, the you know, with the corona situation. Yeah, like a lot of places are just understaffed. There are people who are not, you know, trained、mm-hmm. well. There are extra restrictions. And yeah,、oh, it just.、Uh, yeah, how about. Yeah, know, a lot of people just don't want to work nowadays, to be honest. That's true. <laughs> how about those new restrictions, eh, George? Yeah, what are you going to say?、Uh, Starting tomorrow, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, crazy, crazy. How、yeah. about that? It, it, isn't it just masking doors and that's the only thing? Yeah,、difference? I think so. Like, it's actually required. Yeah, I think so. Man, I'm cheesy.、Yeah. Which is basically what they have in Ontario the entire time. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I've been wearing my mask. So I'm used to it. Man, man, I've been wearing my mask since last June, right? Before last June, I wasn't really going out that much. After last June, I've been wearing masks. Oh, you're right. And like a couple months ago at work, they're like, okay, once you've been vaccinated for two weeks, you can take off your mask. It's fine, right? I'm like, okay, okay. I'll still keep it on, right? Just to be safe. And then literally, my last shift. 
no, my second to last shift, right? Um, like last week, I was like, ah, you know what? I'll take my mask off finally for the one shit. And then, bro, I gotta go back now. Come on, dude. I kept it on for longer than I needed to. And I had it on before anybody needed to either. So, it's actually his fault. <laughs> he took me off. That's why I have to do it. <laughs> Secretly, that's why it is. Yes, that's a little different to that that made them decide that's this. It's game over. <laughs> Uh, hashtag blame Lorenzo. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have for this week. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, this week, uh, yeah, I'm pretty solid and just to enjoy myself working on some stuff. And uh, I think that's going to be it from us. And we will see you guys next week.